fantastic. So every, every year, the first uh, Sunday of January, what I like to do is kind of talk about the state of the church, where the church is, where we have been in 2023 so many times as the people of God, we can go, well, we did all these things and now we move on to the next thing. What's next, right? And uh, sometimes we have to celebrate as the body of Christ here at Northwest. You saw some great pictures there of what God has done with us, just a short glimpse. But I'm gonna tell you in word format some of the things that God has done and we're going to celebrate together uh, what God has done in 2023. 2023 has been an exciting year for Northwest. Uh, we really have a lot to be thankful for. Um, if you've been around the church uh, a while, you know that there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of people ministering through the gospel in the body of Christ here. Our mission of loving Christ and living his mission remains the focus of what we do, right? That, that is, praise the Lord for that, okay? Right? That, I mean, that is the number one thing. Uh, 2023 was great for a lot of reasons, but I would say one of the greatest things about 2023 was the impact that we made outside of these four walls. I'm so proud of this church because I believe that you truly care for the mission of God and want to join him where he is at work, not only here, but all over the world. And truly, it's an incredible understanding to see what God's people have done through him this year. Not only did we go, we had many people go on their first mission trip this year, but we as a church took seven mission trips. That's an incredible journey for us. Overseas, we went to North Africa, Nepal, and Guatemala. We actually currently have two, uh, two of our own people there long-term now in North Africa. Uh, this semester, they're there. Uh, Ethan and Carter are there. Um, but we also went on U.S. trips working with church planners in Windsor, Colorado and Santa Cruz, California. Uh, we even had some of our people from our church go to Gambia and um, begin a new work there. And the last day of the year, we sent two of our best uh, again to North Africa for the whole semester. Uh, God has given us a passion for the unreached and unengaged peoples around the world. And I'm so thankful for that. But we didn't neglect what the gospel means to our city as well as we put on uh, a full capacity Champs Camp having over 150 kids, 60 plus volunteers here at Champs Camp. We also had a successful Mission OKC, which we had over 10 projects all throughout the city. Many people involved in that. Not neglecting our weekly activities where the world comes to us in language learning fellowship, reaching over 125 students per week in, in language learning fellowship and 14 classes a week. An incredible, incredible accomplishment. Not only that, we have Northwest Sports in which we launched last year in 2022 and we continue to grow that. We had 90 kids in our program this year and Community Advance as well, which is our nonprofit that offices out of the church led by Alan Marks. And we had 100 kids enrolled in the club in the spring and the fall semesters and 34 of them received Christ, amen? 
That's a third of the kids that enrolled in Community Advance received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We had 115 kids in which came into our building in the summer. We took care of them in the summer club. This summer club, we had 171 lunches given in the summer, 196 snacks, and had a professional of faith in the summer club. That's an amazing amount of community impact in the lives of teenage uh, young people in our city. We launched our own new ministry called The Plum Line on Tuesday nights, an incredible journey for young adults. They just got back um, from CrossCon. They're going to talk about that next week. Um, many young adults passionate about the Lord and passionate about missions in our body. We had our, hosted our first We Are The Church conference and really delved into what it means to live in Christ-centered community as we increase our community groups, grow our community groups, and multiply those groups. In fact, uh, someone mentioned in our staff meeting that we have a spirit now that we believe in our church of we are the church. And what that means is normally you would say that 20 people do 20% of the people do all the work in the church. We believe it's the opposite now. We believe 80% of our people are doing most of the work in the church. And uh, that's an incredible accomplishment as well. Speaking of service within the body of Christ, we added seven new deacons this year. Uh, our deacons and their wives are serving in major ways. Uh, and other servants within the body that aren't recognized as deacons are leading out in great ministries, such as greeting ministry, which has been a long time uh, great and tremendous ministry for us. Our safety team ministry, which is growing and does a great job, Mark Ford, with that ministry. Our men's ministry, our women's ministry, our building and grounds ministry, our worship team ministries, our fellowship team, our audiovisual teams. So many people that we could not do without that help us operate to proclaim the gospel on a weekly, monthly, and event-based um, basis. It's just an incredible time to be a part of this team. And when I say team, I mean all of us as the church of God here at Northwest. We added a stu new staff member. You heard from him a minute ago. Manny Vasquez is doing a great job ministering to those who speak Spanish. Uh, we all also added a very special person to our church as the Coddles adopted Liliana from India. What an incredible journey that is. We also continued our theme of continuing to steward our building well as, as we had a lot of deferred maintenance when we got here five years ago and God has allowed us to now continue to uh, not just do referred maintenance but continue to fix things up. We finished carpeting the building. We remodeled the old parlor which transformed into a new community group space which is thriving um, with the four acre group in there and they're doing a fantastic job. Undergoing many heating and air replacements this year actually you probably didn't know, we, we replaced thousands and thousands of dollars of heating and air units throughout the building. Uh, what a wonderful uh, opportunity it is to use the building for the glory of God. And uh, what an opportunity it is to be caught up on most of our heating and air uh, facilities. We had some that were so old. Uh, they were older than me. That's old, right? <clears throat> um, 
We had 31 new members. We added to the community this year, 11 baptisms. We're, we're expecting a lot more this year, and we're excited for what God's going to do in those areas. We also lost a bunch of great people, uh, many pillars of the church whom the Lord uh, had given to Northwest for tens and dozens of years, uh, even, even some serving 60-plus years in our body, uh, still active in their 80s. Uh, we lost Debbie Baker, Reagan Bradford, Pauline Dillier, Karen Hackett, Helen Hall, Mary Jessup, David Kinzer, Pam Kinzer, Linda Kohler, Nell McDowell, Marlene Reese, and Mary Wrigler. We may have lost some others I didn't mention here, but um, certainly some, some fantastic people that I certainly loved dearly, and I know you did as well. We had many things happen in both men's and women's ministries. Uh, our women, uh, they outpace our men sometimes, uh, most of the time. Uh, but uh, they had growing and grace nights. They did a women's retreat. They did women's brunches. Uh, they were super well attended. They have over 100 women at their women's brunch, uh, their Christmas brunch. Men, men did their men's breakfasts. They had their MMA, Men's Mountain Adventure Weekend, in which they uh, hiked, uh, climbed Mount Wheeler. And uh, they did their men's camp out. And you saw some pictures of them shooting, shooting things. That's what men do, right? They shoot, they eat shrimp, they climb mountains, and they eat biscuits and gravy for breakfast. That's what we do. Manly things. We have a men's breakfast this weekend. We're going to call it Champion, uh, Champion Men's Breakfast, Breakfast of Champions. That's right. All right, let's do it. Our community groups continue to be the lifeblood of the church. We continue to increase our leadership, solidify these groups. We had also equip groups in the fall. Expect to have them again in the spring in which we continue to grow together in Christ. Our series this year, we preached through Gifted to Give, which was on spiritual gifts. That's what the theme of the year was that we started last year with. We also did Limitless through the summer, and we began the book of Mark talking about the arrival of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the King himself. Uh, both children's and youth ministry have risen dramatically. We have 30% more volunteers in these areas, which is incredible. We still need more as we moved our children's church into the gym because of lack of space. Our youth ministry continues to grow Wednesday nights, continues to be a light on the Northwest Classroom campus. We baptized some students this year from that campus. And last but not least, I think Manny kind of gave it away, but uh, we were behind most of the year on our budget, yet God provided in the last week of the year. <laughs> and we have our highest giving total in the last seven years. And actually, yeah. <clears throat> Amazing, during a year of the economy really hurting a bunch of people, our church gave in incredible ways. You, as the church, the people of God, gave. I'm overwhelmed. I'm just, as your pastor, I'm overwhelmed. Um, that number on your bulletin is incorrect. It's 1,151,482.76. That's 70,000 over our proposed budget for the last year, and it's going to be around 100,000 over our expenses from last year. Um, what a blessing, right? To continue to pour into the mission of God at NWBC. That's, that's our goal as 
uh, as we steward God's money, is to, to use each and every cent and every dollar for the mission of God. That's what we plan to do. That's what we want to do. Um, so for so long, we've been just trying to get by um, here, and now God has allowed us to really dream. And we want to dream big. And God is sending our young people overseas, and we want to, we want to do that, and we want to do it well. Um, so all that to say, God has done some miraculous things. I've missed half of the things that God has done. I just put down some of the things that I remembered. But um, Philippians 3, 7 is our heart. Whatever, I, whatever gain I had, I counted loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings becoming like him in his death that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. No matter what we have done, no matter what the Lord has allowed us to do in, the, in his name at Northwest Baptist in 2023, we count it all as lost because we know Christ. Amen? That is what we're about. Knowing Jesus and making him known. Love Christ, live his mission. So where does God have us to go from here, right? Like what, what does God have in store for us in 2024? Uh, I, I think it's important to recall some of the things to where God has taken us. Every, every year I I like to ask the Lord where he wants the church to go and give us a theme or a scripture, a way to walk in his direction in which he has given to us. So I'm going to go back to 2019 and work our way to 2024 just to hear where God has, has, has taken us together. In 2019, we had a, a, a vision of seeking the face of God. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, a, a return to worship and to prayer. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. 2020, interestingly enough, would be the pandemic year. Um, we, we gave our vision for that year in January. The pandemic started really for us in Oklahoma City in March. And our, our vision for that year was encouraging Christ-centered community within the body. It was community groups and the importance of living in community with one another. Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider how to stir one another up towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We really, really felt that importance of gathering together during that year. Uh, 2021 was repentance brings joy. And being people of joy 
that joy comes from the Lord himself. Psalm 126.5, those who sow in tears shall reap with sounds of joy. Our joy in knowing that we are people who are forgiven and set free. Amen? Joy is, is something that is, is out there. It's, it's ready to be taken by us as the people of God if we find ourselves forgiven and resting in Christ Jesus and what he has done. 2022 was live like you were dying, preparing for eternity. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal. In 2023, we launched the Gifted to Give. It is interesting that at the end of the year, God would give us the greatest uh, giving number that we have been given the last seven years at Northwest as we, as we put a heart on being people who are gifted to give, not only uh, financially, but also in every aspect of our life um, to other people for the glory of God. Our lives are a response to the great gospel. And as a response, we give our lives to one another to build up the body of Christ, his church. Romans chapter 11, um, um, chapter one, verse 11. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. We are gifted to give. So I'm bringing you to 2024. What, what does the Lord have for us? Where, where do we go from here as the body of Christ at Northwest that meets at 23rd and Drexel? If you're, if you're, uh, if you're first time guest this morning, it could maybe a little overwhelming, but I'm sorry. We have a lot to celebrate and we're just thankful that you're here and hearing what God has done not anything that we can do, what God has done. But in 2024, the Lord gave me the word steadfast. Out of God's steadfast love, we as the people of God must respond in Christ-like steadfastness towards the Lord and towards one another. Hmm. It's the next phase of, what, of who we are as the people of God here at Northwest, to be people who are steadfast. I, <clears throat> I looked up the words and the synonyms that describe steadfast. Here they are. Ready? Unwavering, loyal, faithful, committed, devoted, dedicated, dependable, reliable, steady, true, Constant, determined, resolute, stalwart, relentless, unchanging, single-minded. If you feel convicted from reading those words, I did too, okay? So don't worry. Uh, Those words are difficult for me. Uh, They may be difficult for you. Our, our culture and the world in which we live is definitely not steadfast. It's a transfer portal culture, right? 
So many people say, I'm, I'm faithful, I'm loyal, I'm committed, I'm true, I'm steady, I'm determined until I get a better offer, right? I mean, that's, that's the culture in which we live. Um, in so many areas of life, people think that if they just changed the pieces of their life, that everything would be good and everything would be better. If I just got a new job, maybe made a little bit more money, and then I'd be really happy. Or if, if I just got a new church, I wouldn't have to deal with those kind of people, right? If I just got a new spouse, if I just changed my school, all my problems would really go away. Yet, when we look at the scriptures, it's the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of heaven and earth, that has never given up on his people. He has remained steadfast in his love towards us. It is the steadfast love that sent Christ, right? to bring us back to God. And it is this gospel that drives us to that type of love, a steadfast love, not only for the Lord, but for one another. So we don't give up, church. We don't give up on our spouse who's on a downward spiral. We don't give up on our community group just because the leader need some encouragement. We don't give up on our wayward child. We don't give up just because we're going through a terrible loss and it's affecting every single day of our life. We don't give up on the Lord. He is a faithful God. He is, his steadfast love endures forever and he wants you as the church, the people of God, to reflect his love for him and for one another. So let's be encouraged this morning as we read these Psalms of David, a man after God's own heart, as he shares about the steadfast love of the Lord and then he walks in that same steadfast love. So let us walk in that steadfast love this year as we receive God's steadfast love and know his steadfast love, then allows us to walk in it. So let's turn to Psalm chapter 100. I'm only gonna preach uh, verse five and then a little bit of Psalm 101, but I'm gonna read the whole Psalm to you because it's that good. So just stand up as we read. If you'll stand in honor of, of God's word as we do at Northwest, as we read the scriptures, I promise, since we had such a big introduction, my, my sermon's not going to be that long. I promise. Psalm chapter 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. 
bless his name. For the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm chapter 101, a psalm of David. I will sing of steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. You can be seated. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and your truth. We thank you that you bring about an urgency for us to be a people who will remain steadfast because of your steadfast love. Lord, as the psalmist says, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. Father, help us to be a people that are steadfast in that which is worthy, and that is you. To set aside things that are worthless and to place you in front of our eyes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, this last year there and the years before this, there have been many, many people and many, many examples of God's steadfast love that have been seen played out through God's people in my life that I've seen and I've said, man, that's the steadfast love of the Lord and I'm seeing it through this person. But there was one person that grabbed my heart this year and um, when I did Reagan Bradford's funeral, I remember thinking to myself, and I have all these feelings and I'm not sure why I have all of these feelings. I, I have such joy for someone finishing well, right? But I have such sadness that he's gone. And, and I, I couldn't really wrap my head around. But it was the steadfast love of the Lord that I saw in Reagan Bradford that, that caused me to have so much joy and yet sadness at the same time he was a man who was 90 years old. He was in his 90s who, who was friends with a young pastor. It was 
served the church, this church faithfully for 60 years. I, I think part of me was just struck by his faithfulness to serve through the generations. You see, Reagan lived in Edmond. His wife had some health issues. I mean, COVID happened, right? He could have just, he could have just checked it in, to be honest with you. Many times in his life, he could have just said, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go to another church, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm not going to go through this pastor who, whatever season of life the church was going through at the time. Yet, he remained steadfast. You know, when um, Jordan and I started a community group about four or five years ago, um, we showed up and, and there was only one other person there, but the, the next couple to join us on a Sunday night, we actually had it at the church to begin, was Reagan and Connie. Reagan joined a young adult couple's small group in their 90s, late 80s. You know how hard it is for someone in their 80s to go to a young married small group? You know, one time he said to me, you know, in our small group, he said, Rob, I've, I've heard some sermons all my life, and yet I wish somebody would have showed me a lot sooner some of the things that you're teaching on Christ and the gospel in the center of all the scriptures. It, it makes so much sense. Do you know how hard it is to, for a man of his stature and accomplishment to say, I'm excited to hear the word of God preached? I mean... Praise God for Reagan and his steadfast love of the Lord, steadfast love for his church, his steadfast love for his wife. Praise God for many in this room. There's many in this room who are in their 90s, late 80s, who have remained steadfast here at Northwest just like him. You have seen the ups and downs the valleys and the mountains. Some of you were here when the fire burnt down the sanctuary in 1966. You were here when they made the decision to stay in this very spot instead of moving north in 1998. You were here when they had three pastors in the span of five years in 2013 to 2018, really rough time for the, for the body. You saw the transition team and you saw through all that transition and you're still here. Praise God for you. Herman Reese said, I, I, I prayed that so many of the anchors of the church that have been here for so long would not die until the church turned around. And he said, Reagan's death signaled a new day at Northwest. And I believe that. And for some of you <clears throat> that have remained steadfast at this church, I want you to know that um, these people that we're sending overseas, these pastors that we'll be raising up this year, 
we expect to, to start sending people to the IMB and we expect to start sending pastors out. It's just a testimony of your faithfulness to the Lord and seeing some of these fruit things happen here. For the verse in Hebrews rings true for us as we begin our quest in 2024 to remain steadfast. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also, and that's for all of us, lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So because we've seen these great cloud of witnesses, we've lost a lot of those witnesses this year since we are surrounded by such a great people that remain steadfast in a number of ways, let us as the church remain steadfast, throwing off every weight and sin in which so clings to us so closely and run with endurance the race that God has set before us looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith. Amen? So there's where we are. There's where we've been. This is where we're going. Oh Lord, help us to be a people who are steadfast in our love for the Lord and our love for one another. Look at verse five with me. Psalm 100 is is fantastic. If you're having a bad day, just read Psalm 100. Just do it, okay? If you're struggling, if you're in depression, if, you're, if you don't know what's gonna happen to you, you don't know what your life's gonna be like, just read Psalm 100. It will bring you joy. Because the psalmist is telling us, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And he's imploring us to give thanks to him, to bless his name. And then he says in verse 5, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Isn't that why we gather, right? Is to declare that God is good that his steadfast love endures forever, that is a result of hearing it from someone else. That is a result from singing it with other believers. When people testify to the glory of God that he is good in their life, we are encouraged is the people of God. And guess what? The psalmist says it, and we say it. This is our first point this morning. God's steadfast love endures forever. His hesed in the Hebrew is hesed. It's this faithful love. His steadfast love. His ever-enduring love. 
It's God's steadfast love in which he removed Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. Why? Because if they stayed in the Garden of Eden, they might eat the, the, the tree of life and live forever in their constant state of sin and wickedness. He provided for them a covering of clothing. It was his steadfast love that placed Noah and his family in the ark when he destroyed the earth through the flood. It was his steadfast love that chose a nation for himself through Abraham. It was his steadfast love that brought his people up out of Egypt, out of slaves of Egypt, and took them to the promised land in the days of Moses. It was his steadfast love that brought about a king after his own heart, King David, to bring rest from all sides of his people. It was his steadfast love that his word declared through the prophets that there would be a king in the line of David who was coming to be the suffering servant to his people to take away their sin. It was his steadfast love that brought a baby born in a manger in Bethlehem. It was his steadfast love that God would show his power through Jesus and his miracles, even causing the storms to cease at his word, it would be his steadfast love would, that would lead this king to the cross as he would die for sinners, you and me, a death that he did not deserve. And it would be his steadfast love that would raise this King Jesus from the dead and commission his church. It would be his steadfast love that would send the Holy Spirit to be the counselor for God's people as they fulfill the mission of God to the ends of the earth. And it would be his steadfast love that will bring him back again and he will make all things new, as Revelation says. You see, it is God who has shown his steadfast love and will show his steadfast love to you. Why? Because our God has been faithful to every generation. As the psalmist says, and his faithfulness to all generations. He has not forgotten you, O man. He has not forgotten you, O woman. Why? The gospel tells me so. From the creation of the world, the story of God's love has been told. Can you see it? Can your heart see it? Is your heart awakened to the love that God has shown you? Or is it dead? Has it become callous to see God's magnificent goodness? Oh Lord, give us hearts like children that we may once again see your goodness and your faithfulness. Sing it in your heart, O oh church. Sing it because he is faithful. That's what the psalmist says here in chapter 1 of of Psalm 101, I will sing of steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I love that. 
these things of the steadfast love. He talks about the steadfast love here in the first four chapters, and then he'll talk about the justice. We're not going to get into the justice. If you want to talk about the justice, be thrilled to email me. I'll, I'll talk to you about the justice part. But we only have time for the steadfast love because we had a huge intro, right? <clears throat> I told you I couldn't. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't. God's people declare his steadfast love. This is our second point this morning. God's people declare his steadfast love. It's a short point. Trust me. Would you declare the steadfast love of the Lord in your heart? May your heart song be filled with the truth of who God is. Guess what? We see so much wickedness, so much pain, so much hardship. You who have experienced such pain and such hardship, your heart may want to say that God is not good. Or your heart may want to say, God does not love me because of this pain or this loss. But instead, that pain, that suffering is to remind us of our need for this good God. It is this broken world that helps us to long to be in his presence, to long for eternity and to be long to to long for God to make things right and just and good. It is not a matter of feeling, it is a matter of declaring what is true. What is true about God because of what he has done in Christ and giving his life and suffering all the pain and the heartache and all of the things that you have gone through. He gave his life for you in that way. Our feelings will betray us, but the declaration that the Lord is steadfast in his promises and will endure, will bring hope. He will never fail. He will uphold his end. And by declaring those truths and singing those truths, my heart will follow. Guess what? Your heart goes where you meditate upon. And I will declare the path of righteousness. This is what the psalmist says. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? He is meditating upon the scriptures. He is meditating upon the truth. And as a result, he's desiring the Lord God Almighty. Why? Because he is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. The, the verse, verse two, the phrase, I will ponder the way that is blameless, it literally means I will cause wisdom in the way that is blameless. It's the same phrase used in Joshua chapter one, verse seven and eight. When the Lord challenges Joshua to meditate upon God's word that will cause wisdom or bring about success for him. 
This is what meditating and reminding yourself of who God is. His steadfast love will bring about wisdom. It will cause wisdom. Which will bring about actions in your life from your knowledge of who God is. Which David will then say, I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. Why? Because he's been meditating on the steadfast love of God. So, Here we are, point number three, God's people will reflect God's steadfast love. Here's what he says, I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. Verse three, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. So the question is, the psalmist asks us and is desiring in his own heart, which way will you walk? Will you walk in the, the way of integrity, the way of the Lord, the way of his steadfast love, or will you walk in the way of worthless things? I will walk in the way of integrity of heart within my house. I will desire the way of God. I will love Christ and live his mission. Oh Lord, hear our prayer as a church. This is our heart. In 2024 and the years to come, may we be reminded of your steadfast love. May we walk in your path, oh God. Hear us. Help us to commit to you and not to worthless things. Help us to be steadfast in our witness, in our declaration of your goodness, in our steadfast love towards one another, in our marriages, to our children, to your mission to provide for the needy and the poor. Help us, Lord, not fall away, but remain steadfast. Help us to not be caught up with worthless things. You see, it's the steadfast love of the Lord that is producing in us a steadfast love for God and others who are created in his image. Therefore, let us not run for ourselves but let us walk for the glory of God in 2024 as this is what he has created us to do. As the uh, worship team comes up, instead of praying, I'm gonna read over you some scriptures. And I want you to meditate on these scriptures if you'll close your eyes and uh, just meditate upon the scriptures This is what the psalmist is asking us to do is to meditate, to sing upon the truths of who God is and as a result of that, to bring about steadfastness in our own life to the Lord, to take away the worthless things. Exodus chapter 34, verse six, this is what the Lord says. Listen, the Lord passed before him, this is the Lord passing before Moses and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, 
a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. That's that justice part. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children's, the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and he worshiped. Psalm chapter 103, verse 17. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in heavens and his kingdom rules over all. In Lamentations 3, 22, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, Lord, God, you are a faithful God. Help us to be a faithful people. Help us to reflect you with our life. Help us to rid ourselves of worthless things that my eyes may not look upon that which is worthless. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you respond and worship to the Lord? Would you stand and sing?